Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. All right, uh, welcome into the DMVR Buffs podcast presented by Green Mountain Dental Group. Uh, I'm Henry Chisholm, and we just got our first update on the quarterback competition, the first real update. Uh, I just got off a Zoom call with Danny Langsdorf, the Buffs quarterbacks coach, with uh, Sam Neuer, the Buffs quarterback, and Tyler Lytle, the other Buffs quarterback. Um, I'm pretty confident that Brendan Lewis would have spoken today too, but... It is very important to note, the reason he didn't is that uh, newcomers are not allowed to talk to the media f- until after they play their first game. Um, that's been like a policy at CU for a while. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, the kids are, not kids, the, the men, they're 18 for the most part. You know, they're going through a lot with going to school and learning how to play football at collegiate level and then going and talking to like 10 reporters isn't always like an easy thing to do. So they, they ease them in a little bit. I think it's a, probably a good idea, even though, you know, I would really like to hear what's going on from Brendan's perspective and from Ashad Clayton's perspective and all those young guys were really excited about. But yeah, um, got an update and uh, I'm going to talk you off the ledge. So uh, before we do that, I do want to tell you more about Green Mountain Dental Group. Green Mountain Dental is the place to go to get your teeth cleaned. Um, There are just so many different reasons why you should be choosing Green Mountain Dental. First of all, it's really convenient. If you are in the Denver metro area, it's actually only 15 minutes away from downtown Denver in Lakewood. Uh, It's a family-owned dentistry. They're huge Colorado sports fans. Uh, They're a partner of ours here at DNVR, which means that if you uh, go and give them your money, then they'll have more money to give us to pay for things like having this podcast. So that's also a good reason. Uh, The best reason, though, is that if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, then uh, Green Mountain Dental will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush. Uh, So take advantage of that deal. Um, They've gotten great reviews from the people at DNVR who've gone out there. um, And get out to Green Mountain Dental yourself. All right. Well, here's the big news. Uh, Danny Langsdorf in his opening statement said that Sam Neuer... Uh, the senior and Tyler Lytle, the junior, have been rotating in the number one and number two quarterback spots with Brendan Lewis uh, playing the number three role. I know that that's going to uh, upset some Buffs fans. It makes sense. I think everybody is really excited to see Brendan Lewis. Um, he's going to be the guy at Colorado. Um, I, it may not be this year, but soon... He will be the guy at Colorado. Um, I think it's important to note that 
this year doesn't count for eligibility for anybody. Um, so Sam Neuer, if he wins the job and he's a senior, well, he can play every game and come back next year and still be a senior. The same is true of Brendan Lewis. Um, if he doesn't play at all this year, then next summer or next year, he won't be a redshirt freshman. He will still be a true freshman. He'll have four or five years to play four seasons and he'll have a year of whatever he's going to do this year under his belt. Um, I also think it's worth noting that it isn't over for Brendan. Like it, it certainly isn't over for Brendan. This is just where he's getting started. And I think that that's an important note as well. Um, it makes sense to not throw him out there against Nate Landman and Mustafa Johnson and KJ Trujillo and Darian Rakestraw, like all these guys who've been such an important parts parts of this defense and are very good football players and are like 22, 23, some of them. It does make some sense to let him ease in. Um, yeah. Um, let's just talk through what Danny said first, and then I'll kind of come back to my thoughts here. Uh, so yeah, Tyler and Sam are rotating Sam, the senior Tyler, the junior. I expect one of those two to be the quarterback. It would be a pretty big surprise if Brendan was the starter. Um, just knowing where he stands right now. And Danny kind of outlined what he's looking for. It was a good question from Adam Munster Tiger. Like, you know, are you, are you tracking the stats on the sideline? How do you evaluate this stuff? And he said, yeah, like if there's something quantifiable, then that is a good thing to have. And so they do pay attention to completion percentages and who's throwing touchdowns, who's throwing interceptions, all that kind of stuff. Just who has been at least like on paper, the more efficient quarterback during all of the reps that those two are getting. Um, he did say, though, that a lot of it is feel, and, and, and that is, I guess he never said like it was an equal part, but it did seem like it was a very important thing to him, was does it look like he knows what he's doing? Um, and there are so many reasons for that, including some that he touched on, like football games are different than football practices, and the lack of experience in games both Sam and Tyler have just played a little bit actually on the field at quarterback that makes it tough because you don't see like who who caves once you get out there who gets nervous um in late game situations who can make plays and who's looking downfield and what does it actually like look like when they're out there playing football and and that's something that completing 16 of 19 passes during drills one day you know it really doesn't matter nearly as much as what happens in those situations. And there was quite a bit of conversation today about late game work. Um, and that's something that Tyler has spent some time with. Um, I believe, you know, Brian asked the question, Brian Howell of the daily camera. Um, like, you know, I was talking to some guy who I'm assuming his like his quarterbacks coach back home, um, and basically, like, you guys have been working on a bunch of this stuff. How do you, how do you feel? And he said, I feel pretty good about it. Um, and that's what you want to hear. You know, Tyler wasn't quite as talkative as Sam was. I think Sam probably did feel just a little bit more comfortable. Um, Tyler is a little bit more tense. Um, I made him laugh. But uh, as this goes forward, I, I do expect the rotation to still be Sam and Tyler. Um 
Danny did say he wants to get figured out as quickly as possible. You know, the season is now less than four weeks away. They're running out of time to pick a quarterback. And that's part of the reason why I think you do want to pare down the competition to just two instead of having three guys splitting all those reps. It just waters down the amount of time and it waters down the actual the actual information you have about any of them instead you have less information about more of them and and, you know it's the same reason that if you could have five quarterbacks competing for a job and know that they're all on a similar level or you could have two or three quarterbacks you would probably just go with two or three as crazy as it sounds like giving yourself less options just because you do want to see those guys you know the one part of today that I didn't really like you know I wasn't necessarily excited to hear that Brendan Lewis wasn't working with the ones and wasn't just tearing everybody up but those are kind of unrealistic expectations knowing what's happening you know if if Brendan had had spring practice then yeah I, I think that maybe you could say okay this should be a pretty level playing field but you know he's never been to a college football practice before Friday Sam Neuer has been here for years and he knows how to go through everything. He knows what to expect. Same thing with Tyler Lytle. You know, he's been around for a few years now. I think that, getting back to what I was saying, the, the one thing I really didn't like hearing today was that Brendan Lewis really isn't getting all that many reps just because they are focusing so much on the ones and the twos trying to figure out who actually is going to be on the field. Not just at quarterback, but at quite a few positions. So... It, you know, it's 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 one of the decisions that a quarterback's coach has to make. Um, in in conjunction with the offensive coordinator and in conjunction with the head coach, and there are probably other people with a little bit of input there as well. But this is a scenario that I mean, they've everybody we've talked to has said like this isn't something we've been through before. Having no spring practice, having different types of summer work, um, and, and then having just four weeks to get ready for a season. And having a quarterback competition. Like, that's not a scenario that anybody in the country has ever gone through. And that's where Colorado is right now. And so the decision is, do you say, okay, we're splitting these reps, let's say, 45-45-10 with the ones and the twos and the threes. And we're going to alternate the two quarterbacks between the ones and the twos. Or do we say 33-33-33 because we want to get as many reps as possible for the freshman quarterback? And I don't necessarily like hearing that Brendan hasn't gotten to spend too much time on the field yet um, for obvious reasons. I think because we all want to hear that he's out there. And, you know, we get sent B-roll every day, um, which is like when, when you watch a news broadcast and let's let's go with sports in particular. You know, the, the sports reporters talking and they're talking and then it cuts to just like just kind of random clips of what was going on at practice. Like that's the B-roll. It's just kind of this background like you don't want to just see his face the entire time. So you might as well include some better visuals. And so it's because no reporters are allowed in Boulder um, and obviously they can't send cameras into practice. CU has been providing the B-roll to us. And so typically, because I don't work for a TV station, uh, I don't go and get like videos of practice. Um, so it's like a very limited session. It's not like you really get too much out of them. Um, but now I'm on the list. And so we get like the four minutes every day of just pretty generic, like 
here's just some of what a football practice looks like. But I will say every time I go through every day and it's like, okay, show me some Brendan Lewis, show me hitting somebody on a deep ball downfield, show me him handing off the ball or something. And, and I think that that is the attitude that a lot of Buffs fans and people who pay attention to this program, that's, that's something that a lot of us feel. Um, and it's not just Brendan. There are a bunch of shiny new toys with Ashad Clayton and Brendan Rice and uh, Christian Gonzalez and Jason Harris and so many of these guys who we are excited to see and we all, I mean, in a perfect world would would see in three, four weeks when they uh, take the field against UCLA. But, you know, I do kind of understand why you would say, you know what, we need to go win football games. Like, that's what we're trying to do. We can't be messing around with trying to work on the third team right now um, when we can focus on trying to figure out who our best quarterback is. And the other thing is, again... Brendan Lewis, this year essentially um, will count as his high school or his senior year of high school. That's what it counts as. And so the fact that he's doing anything, I mean, if you could have had him sit on the sideline and just watch practice all day, like that would be very valuable for a young quarterback. You know, I, I still do think that we're going to see Brendan Lewis on the field this year. I think that it's going to be in, um, in, in, some fun ways. Um, you know, I've said this before on this podcast, but the way the Saints use Taysom Hill or the way that the Eagles are using Jalen Hurts, you know, he is going to be a quarterback who comes in the game and has a 10-12 game package or 10-12 play package that he can run. And I think it's going to look pretty nice when he does run it. And I'm really excited for that. But, you know, you compare that trying to put together a package for him with what's going on with the rest of the team. Um, you know, talking to Danny Langsdorf, I, I asked him uh, how much time it takes to kind of tweak the offense to fit the quarterback that you choose. So, you know, you go through the camp battle and one of the quarterbacks wins. How long does it take to make the offense actually fit what that quarterback does well? And what he said was, you know, it's not going to take very long because of where we're starting. We're starting with a very wide playbook. Um, we, we have enough stuff for six or seven games. And so once we go through this battle and it's time to get ready for that first game, we just have to cut down that six or seven games worth of plays down to one game's worth of plays. And we'll just take a lot of the plays that, you know, the, whichever quarterback ends up winning likes to run, whether it's because he's a more mobile quarterback and an it gets him out on the move or there's more read options, RPOs, or whether it's because there's a route concept that the quarterback feels more comfortable throwing, um, whereas the other quarterback may not have felt comfortable throwing that. And because that's the approach, and you think of where Brendan Lewis is right now, having him learn six or seven games worth of plays and then try to narrow it down um, in three weeks, you know, that's a tough position for him to be in. Um, Danny did say though, that he has been impressed with Brendan, you know, particularly like he, he asks good questions. He, um, understands what's going on. He's picking up on the terminology because it's, it's essentially like learning a whole new language. Uh, and that's like a cliche that people say about playbooks and the terminology and new playbooks. 
but it is the truth. Like if you watch a football game and you listen to what they're saying, it's basically like they're speaking a different language because obviously you're trying to encode what you're doing so that the defense doesn't understand. But when the quarterback looks out to the right and says whatever he says, a bunch of words that just seem like they're random words out of a dictionary, that means you're running this route and he's running this route. And here's, you know, it, they, they're all words that just have totally different meanings. And to learn that entire vocabulary is not easy to do. I, Brendan, according to Danny, is doing a great job, but that is just one of the many things on his plate. You, you know, there's there's also like, does he feel when the left tackle gives up some sort of pressure when the left tackle gets beat? Does 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 he just kind of feel that coming and know to get rid of the ball or roll out of the pocket? You know, that's something that you just don't know until you put him out on a field, and that's just one of. 100 things that you have to learn about a quarterback and that honestly a quarterback just needs to learn himself so I don't know exactly why Brendan Lewis is the number three but I don't necessarily think that it should be that big of a surprise or that it's a bad decision to move him there this early because the Buffs play a game in what what, uh, today's the 12th. This is a 31-day month. The first game is on the 7th. No, 8th. On the 8th. Um, so four days, three days. So it's basically like 27 days that you have until your first game. You got to move fast. And a compact camp battle favors the veteran. Um, you know, Danny Langsdorf actually had some interesting things to say about that. I think it was Adam Bunster Tiger of 24-7 Sports. Um, buffstampede.com who uh, asked if the the competition does kind of favor the veterans because of the experience that they have and Danny said yes and no essentially yes in that they've been around a program they know how all of this works but no in that they really don't have all that much game experience you know I, I've since I tweeted the thing about how uh camp the camp battle has been structured with brendan lewis with the threes i've noticed some people bringing up the washington state game that sam neuer played it's like yeah it wasn't good you know it's one game did tyler lytle look great in like the 10 snaps or whatever he took before he got hurt in the game where steven montez got pulled late in the fourth quarter i need to go back and watch this game um again but no he didn't look great Brendan Lewis wouldn't look great either, though, and that's kind of the other option compared to those two. Um, let's take a quick break. I'm going to talk about Breckenridge Brewery real quick, um, and then we'll jump back into this stuff. Breckenridge is the Colorado beer. Um, started in Colorado. It's still located in Colorado. It's expanded so that they sell the beers in a bunch of different places, but it is a, a great Colorado company. And so you should feel good supporting them because a lot of the money comes right back here to the state of Colorado. Uh, they're also the official beer of DNVR and they make great beers. Um, I've talked a lot about the Strawberry Sky. Uh, I think that that's still definitely my favorite. The Avalanche Amber Ale is so good. Um, the Broncos Country Hoppy Pale Ale. It's a pretty good one. I'm typically typically not into the hops, but uh, yesterday on the tailgate, uh, like Sunday morning pregame show, 
Uh, we crack those open at 9.30 a.m. And I've never had a hoppy beer that I can drink at 9.30 in the morning. I found one. Um, they're all so good. Uh, they're just like the best version of whatever kind of beer it is, whether it's an IPA or a pale ale or whatever. Breckenridge will make a really good one. Um, so, so check those out. You can use the beer locator on the Breckenridge Brewery website, and it'll tell you where you can go to pick up whatever beer it is that you do want to try. Um, I definitely recommend the uh, Strawberry Sky, though. That is just so good. Um, also, week five of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week six. There's no better place to get in on all of the action with, than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of Week 6, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. On top of that great sign-up offer, DraftKings offers great odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. Don't worry if football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving all of you basketball fans a 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the, the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get up to two or up to $1,000. That's code DNVR to get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Um, Sam had some stuff to say about uh, playing safety. And he kind of talked us through... Um, what happened in the last like 14 months or so, I guess. Uh, so here's what we knew beforehand. Uh, essentially the quarterbacks about halfway through camp, I guess it was probably halfway through camp. Um, Sam Neuer switched to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, he played safety. Um, it was a decision that he and Mel Tucker kind of made the to together. And uh, the depth chart wound up being, Steven Montez, and then Tyler Lytle, and then Blake Stenstrom. Um, so it seems like odds are Sam probably didn't get the backup jog, job. He may not have gotten the third string job anyway or wasn't on pace to or whatever. Um, and that's why he wound up switching to safety. I'm not sure if he would have been the three or the four, but that's kind of what we know. Um Today, he kind of talked about the transition, said, well, basically the whole time he felt like a quarterback. Um, now that he's back, it just feels so much more natural. But he also talked about how it is helping him and how seeing the game from the defensive side and then switching back to offense, he says that he learned quite a bit and that it has been useful for him just to know how the defense thinks and to to see what they see. And it, it makes him more confident in his reads, like he feels like he knows what every position is, you know, for example, this isn't what he said. This is what I said, but you know, you have to call out the mic on every play, the middle linebacker, like you have to identify him. You have to look for rusher your blitzers, you know, all this kind of stuff that 
he said essentially becomes easier because he has played that side of the ball, which is an interesting thing to think about. Um, I asked him if uh, he felt like he lost any of the chemistry with the receivers because he had spent a season playing defense, and he said no, that they still spend like a whole bunch of time together, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so that's definitely good to hear. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, he was asked whether he thought that he was going to be back this year um, because he did answer, answer the transfer portal, and he said no. He said, like, if you had told him that he was going to be back at Colorado this season, he would have said you're crazy because um, he wanted to play quarterback, and that was his plan was to play quarterback. And he had moved out of his place in Boulder. He'd moved back to his parents' place in Oregon, was kind of trying to figure out where he wanted to go, and the coaching change happened. And all of a sudden, he did want to stick around. You know, he talked to Darren Cheverini and Danny Langsdorf, the quarterback's coach. Uh, Chev is the offensive coordinator. I know you guys probably know this, but, you know, getting into a new season, sometimes it's good to repeat things, just make sure everything's, like, fresh in everybody's mind. And then talked to Carl Durrell as well. And they said, like, you have a real chance of winning this quarterback job, so come try. And uh, that is basically what happened and he said that he's very happy to be back at Colorado and in the position that he was trying to be in when he wanted to transfer out so there's that going on um but yeah I think um I I would just say keep an open mind about all of this And remember that this is one of the many, many, many scenarios in college football and, you know, outside of college football as well, where sometimes the decisions aren't the decisions that we would like to see, but we don't have nearly as much information as a lot of the people making the decisions do have. You know, we don't get to spend two hours on a practice field every day watching these guys we don't get to spend an hour in the meeting rooms every day two hours in the meeting rooms every day every day talking with these guys and even though it does sound nice to say oh the freshman quarterback came in and tore up camp and now he's the starter yeah that'd be really exciting and I guess like best case scenario maybe that is what happens I'm not so sure I mean the the difference between that and having Tyler Lytle win the job is two more years on the field you know instead of Tyler Lytle he wins the job because he tears up camp and he looks spectacular well then you get him for three years whereas uh Brendan Lewis you get him for five years you know it really uh, you know I, I I'm not too worried about any of that stuff especially in a season like this that doesn't count toward eligibility anyway um you know Sam Neuer even you could get things moving with him at the end of this year, have him start next year. And and if things look good this year with Sam, you could do something pretty special next year with a senior quarterback. You know, you could get Katie Nixon back. I mean, you could get this entire team back, obviously. So a lot of things will depend on like who declares for the draft and that's how you lose the top end talent. But the door is wide open in the Pac-12 this year. The 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 Ducks have had so many people leave because of injury, or not because of injury, but because of uh, their opt-out, they're going to the NFL draft, USC. I mean, all of the teams that have 
significant amounts of NFL talent are seeing some of that NFL talent just disappear. And that is what separates them from schools like Colorado who don't consistently compete for a Rose Bowl appearance. Door is wide open this year because some of the best players on some of the best teams are not playing. Plus, you have all the other craziness. And you remember how good that defense looked last year. And if you can just get somebody out on the field at quarterback who can execute, can give you one or two plays a game, and not make mistakes, the door is wide open. The running backs can carry this team. You know, I I don't know. Again, just I would say keep an open mind. Remember that what matters is winning games and that these football coaches who maybe you like them, maybe you don't, they do have a lot more information than we have, and it's worth it to let it play out. Um, Because, you know, we're still so early in this. We're only, what, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, four practices in. I think tomorrow will be the first day in pads. Uh, Saturday's the first scrimmage, which will be exciting, you know. Tyler Lytle got asked about that. How important is it? And, um, you know, again, he, he, he wasn't super like open and just like throwing a whole bunch of thoughts out there, but he did say like, yeah, you know, it is important. That's one of the things everybody will look at at the same time. We have 25 practices or 27 practices or whatever it is. And all of them matter. And so you can't get too caught up in just this one scrimmage and get caught looking ahead. Or if things don't go well, get caught looking behind, you know, but that will be a big day. And, Saturday afternoon, when we finally get to hear from the players, you know, I'll be asking, which quarterback looked better? I mean, maybe not that point, but but how did the quarterbacks look? Who impressed you? You know, that kind of stuff. Who who hit the most deep balls? Who was making the underneath passes? Who was making the right decision? All of that kind of stuff. That is when we could start to hear, you know, Tyler Lytle had a hell of a day. Or Sam Neuer was unstoppable with the first team offense. Brendan Lewis looks like maybe he should be involved and maybe he does play himself into some first team reps. You know, it's just really early and if, if Brendan Lewis is playing with the third team, I I think that that probably just means that the other two quarterbacks are good. You know, they, they look like they belong because they do belong because they've been here before. So I think that's going to do it for today. Um, I'll be back tomorrow. We're going to hear from Carl Durrell again tomorrow. We were actually supposed to hear from him today, but uh, he had some like meeting and we got Danny instead, which honestly is fine with me because we're talking to quarterbacks anyway. So yeah, uh, I'll be back tomorrow. We're going to hear from Danny. Um, don't know which players yet. I think everybody's going to submit some requests. The, the way that works is so typically like every morning before I drive up to Boulder, you, you like, text them and say like, okay, I want to talk to these two people today. And if a bunch of, a bunch of reporters all say like the same guy, then they'll like go to the podium um, and everybody will talk. And if not, it could be like a one-on-one or it could be like a two-on-one just kind of depends. But for this now, um, basically we're like sending in our requests for the week um, and just trying to get any of the overlap to, fit onto some days on zoom. So like if, if three of us request Daniel Arias, then one of the days we'll probably just get him on the zoom and maybe it's a phone call with whoever else, you know, so I'm figuring out who I want to talk to. Um, 
but whoever it is, I'll be back with another podcast tomorrow. Stay tuned to uh, thedmvr.com. I'll have a story up on what we learned about all these quarterbacks today. Um, just making sure any details I missed here will show up there. I think we got all the key points. Um, and yeah, if you guys have any thoughts, if you guys have any questions, you can leave those uh, on the uh, post for today's show at thedmvr.com, and I will answer the questions and respond to those comments, um, re- read all of them on the podcast tomorrow. Uh, yeah, and I will see you then. I think they like my Colorado And see you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And boat is where we stationed, patiently awaiting. Oh. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging as the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh-huh. Cause you know we finna hit you. Hit you. Hit you. Hit you. Hey. Hey. you on your own now. Why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. Yeah. And we ain't playing with you, you can get